Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. There's this guy who shows up in our readings every season of Advent, and his name is John the Baptist, and he's a bit of a strange fellow. Not only does he dress funny in comparison to his culture, not only does he eat some strange things in comparison to his culture, but he was outspoken. Yeah, he was that guy. He is in the wilderness proclaiming that people need to be baptized and have their sins forgiven. He had strong words for the people of his day, the common person, the religious leadership, and of course, King Herod. And in our gospel reading, we find John in prison. Why? Well, scriptures tell us in Matthew chapter 14 that Herod had taken John and put him in prison. It was because of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip. For John had said to him, it is against the law for you to have her. John had told King Herod that his adultery was a sin. And that didn't sit well with the powers of government. And so poor John the Baptist is in prison. And he hears what the Messiah is doing. And so he sends a few of his disciples to Jesus to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Now, this is the same John the Baptist who is described in the scriptures as leaping in the womb when his mom came close to Jesus, who was in Mary's womb. The Gospel of Luke tells us, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. John, probably growing up, would have heard this story dozens of times. And this is the same John the Baptist who baptized Jesus way back in Matthew chapter 3. He witnessed the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove and the voice of God. Yet there he is in prison, and hearing the news of Jesus asked the question, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? You know, we do the same thing in our times of prison. Maybe not a physical prison, but in the prisons of our own minds. Times of suffering. Times of loneliness. We second guess. We doubt. We get discouraged. And John did too. John being left in prison probably wondered about his calling. He doubted his life, work. He questioned if the things he grew up knowing were true. He second-guessed if his experiences with Jesus were really as amazing as he originally thought and experienced. He needed answers. He needed assurance. Are you the Messiah or is there someone else? So what was Jesus' reply? He said this, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, The deaf hear, the dead are raised, the good news is proclaimed to the poor, blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Jesus didn't simply say, yes. It wasn't, hang in there, cousin. I'm the one, it's going to work out. You'll be all right. It wasn't any of that. Jesus pointed toward what was happening, pointing toward his actions. Why was that? Well, it's because of the words from the prophet Isaiah. Jesus was fulfilling what Isaiah had prophesied about the Messiah. And just as Jesus knew the scriptures, 
John knew the scriptures too. He was raised by a priest in the tribe of Levi. Zechariah was his father and a high priest. John went about in the wilderness preparing the way of the Lord, which was prophesied by Isaiah. The Bible says he ate locusts and honey and wore camel's hair. But the scriptures don't really tell us what he wore so that we know what odd fashion was like in the first century Jewish world. It's not why that's in there. It's in the Bible so that we would know that he was a prophet. And it fits the description of one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, Elijah. John was a prophet, and he knew the Old Testament scriptures probably better than any of us do. Jesus must have counted on the fact that John would instantly understand what he was saying. And what he was saying to John is this, that the time foretold by Isaiah has come true in Jesus' ministry. Liberation is here. Signs of the inbreaking kingdom of God are occurring because Jesus has arrived. The blind are receiving sight. The lame are walking. People are being healed. The good news is being given to the poor. Jesus answered him by saying the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. Yes, John, I'm the Messiah. But there's more here too. Because Jesus did not heal everyone. It was only a small fragment of a few people. There were still many people in the world of Jesus' day who did not receive healing. Why didn't Jesus, when he talks about the prisoners being set free, set John the Baptist free from prison? So what's the good news for the people today in our midst that suffer? Where is the good news for those who are poor and hungry and homeless in our own community? How are we able to speak of good news for the poor when we so often talk from a lofty position of comfort and and plenty? Fleming Rutledge, an Episcopal priest and author, wrote concerning our text, she, she said these words, the signs of the kingdom remain hidden. They were hidden in Jesus' time and they are hidden now. That, in part, is the reason that Jesus said, blessed is he who takes no offense at me. We did not want or expect that kind of a Messiah, a Messiah who would be so obscure and so humble and in the end so rejected. We expected power. We expected victory. We expected triumph. But as Jesus clearly indicated to John by quoting Isaiah, the decisive moment has come just the same. The signs of the kingdom prophesied by Isaiah have taken place in Jesus' ministry, he says, thereby placing himself at the center of the proclamation. Even as Jesus says those things, we must acknowledge that they were taking place only in a few places and only with a few people. They were and they remained hidden signs. So when we take a collection of food and deliver it to the food bank, It barely makes a dent, if at all, in the great, vast, miserable condition of world's hunger. We might hear people say, is that all? What good will that do? Why? Why even try? We might hear skeptics shout, why even pray for the sick? And certainly there is mystery here, having to do with the now and not yet of the gospel, both in Jesus' ministry and after his death and resurrection. But nevertheless, when we feed the hungry, when we pray for the sick to be healed, 
it is a sign. And a sign that God's kingdom is breaking through. You see, the mystery of God's activity in the world is that the tiny signs of faithfulness and love and mercy and hope, the tiny signs enacted by the Christian community are the pointers to the glory that will come when the Lord takes his power to himself. This might not be the way we would do it, but it is the way the God of the universe is doing it. And he continues to break forth his kingdom in the actions of his church. He continues to break forth his kingdom in the prayers of his people. When we pray for the blind to receive their sight, the lame to walk, and the deaf to hear, when we bring good news to the poor, and when we feed the hungry, we are following in the way of Christ Jesus, and we are breaking forth his kingdom in the world. As Bishop N.T. Wright suggests, there is no reason for not implementing as much of the agenda as we can in the here and now. So as we wait in this Advent season for the coming of the Lord, and as we pray for the coming of Jesus, as we faithfully share the good news of the gospel in words and deeds, we look forward to that day of his coming when he will set all things at right. May we remain faithful to share the news of Christ Jesus so that as we pray in the proper preface for Advent. God sent his beloved son to redeem us from sin and death and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. May we minister the power and love of Christ Jesus to the world around us in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, in the promise of the hope of his coming, in faithfulness, sharing in the advance of his kingdom. When we pray for healing, and when we take food to the hungry, we are faithful to do so. And we leave the results with God. God has asked us to be faithful. Let us share the kingdom of God in this world and advance the kingdom just as Christ answered John. Are you the Messiah? Look what's happening. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.